apologize. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Never been the same. Hey, since he done started off, anybody else want to tell us about your salvation experience? stop you. Come on. Praise the Lord. Amen. No? Amen. Amen. Brother William. I was 11 years old on a Thursday night, uh, and uh, Lord save me, Rock of Ages Prison Ministry, Revival. Jared, you about to say something? Praise the Lord. Anybody else? Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are thankful for you. Yes. Anybody else? Yes, sir. family. Amen. Don't let me stop you. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, hey, we're just going to let the Holy Spirit do what he's going to do right now. Anybody else? Let the redeemed of the Lord seem so. God can hear us, can't he? Amen. William, round two, huh? You go for it. Praise the Lord.
Praise the Lord. He knew he was saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's good. Anybody else? We're going to look at the final leg of this, how great is God? And I believe that God is great. And you were witnesses of that tonight. You vocalized that tonight, how good God has been. The last several weeks, we've looked at just how great our God is. We're going to be in 1 Chronicles 16 tonight. 1 Chronicles 16, you'll find this particular passage over again in Psalm 96. Since I've preached Psalm 96 recently, I decided to go over to 1 Chronicles chapter 16, just so you know it's a different sermon. Uh, but we went 1 Chronicles uh, 16, because I really want to give you a heads up on our missions conference. The, the theme for our missions conference this year is declaring His glory. Declaring His glory. But declaring His glory is a result of us knowing that God is, first of all, omnipotent. That there is nothing too hard for God. Even the salvation of a sin-sick soul. Amen? There's nothing too hard for the Lord. We've also seen that He's omniscient. There's nothing the Lord does not know. And He's great, right? There's, he, there's nothing that He does not know. We've also seen how He's omnipresent. There's nowhere God cannot be. That's good stuff. Right? There's, there's nowhere that He's not going to be. If we go there, God's going to be there. And lastly, we looked at the thought that He is immutable and that there is no way that God will ever change. So he, there's nothing He cannot do. There's nothing He doesn't know. There's nowhere He is not. And He will never, ever, ever change. And for that reason, I believe we see in 1 Chronicles 16, verse 23, that we are to declare His glory among the nations. And what I want you to be doing in light of this subject matter is be in, be in prayer about what God would have you give on a regular basis to our Faith Promise missions. That is how we support missionaries here. Faith Promise. You say, by God's grace and by God's provision, I'm going to give such and such a dollar per week, per month, per whatever God lays on my heart, and I'm going to give this so that we can support more missionaries. Our job as Christians is not to choose whom gets the gospel, but our job is to get the gospel to all creatures. Our job is to make sure that somebody can go in our stead. So I remind you of the verse that we had this morning, our scripture uh, verse this morning. And all the, all the verses in March are going to deal with uh, telling somebody about Jesus Christ because it is our missions month. Romans 10, verse 13 through 14. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The text goes on to say, How shall they preach except they be sent? Acts 1.8 tells us that we're to be uh, witnesses both in Jerusalem and Judea and in Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. The word both there is used, meaning it's all to be done at the same time. And we do that by missions. In light of what God is, and God is a great God, we've answered that question, how great is God? He is great. And because He is great, we need to declare His glory to the nations. Notice with me in verse 23 of 1 Chronicles 16. Verse 23 through 27, the Bible says, Sing unto the Lord, 
all the earth. Show forth from day to day His salvation. Declare His glory among the heathen. His marvelous works among all nations. For great is the Lord and greatly to be what? I think He did that tonight. You praise the Lord. He is a great God and He's greatly to be praised. It says, verse 25, He also is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord Jehovah made the heavens. Glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank You so much for tonight's service. Lord, thank You that uh, people could stand and testify and just say, God, You're a good God. Lord, you've been so good to us. You are a great God and great in power and knowledge. And Lord, great in presence. Lord, help us to never forget who you are, what you've done for us. Lord, I pray tonight that you would arrest our hearts. I pray that we would take what you've said in these passages of Scripture. And Lord, that we would apply them to our lives. And Lord, that we would declare his glory among the heathen. Lord, that we would praise your name among the nations and make your marvelous works known. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do in our midst. In your name I pray, amen. The first thing I want you to see out of the verses we just read is you'll find that in in these verses, there's a lot of verbs. What is a verb? A verb tells us to do something, right? And so in in these verses, because in light of God is a great God, Here's what we need to do because God is a great God. Verse 23, sing. Sing unto the Lord. Isn't that what the Bible says? Does your Bible say that? Sing unto the Lord. So in the the Bible, songs come at different times. Songs came after a victory or when they were thinking or reflecting on something. Take, for an example, when they crossed the Red Sea. The Israelites, you remember what happened when they crossed the Red Sea? Miriam started dancing and they sang the song of Moses because they were delivered from the Egyptians and God saved them and brought them over on dry ground. That is the first song we see sung in the Bible and you find that in Exodus chapter 15. Interesting enough, it's one of the last songs that's sung in the Bible too in Revelation chapter 15 talking about the song of Moses. They sang and they declared to all who would listen God, you're a good God. You defeated our enemies. You brought us out on dry land. And God, you're a good God. I'm telling you tonight, we've got to have a song in our hearts. We've got to have a song in our heart and be ready to sing. I don't know if you've ever heard the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir sing uh, the song of Moses, but they do a pretty good job at it. And if you just want a worship experience, you go ahead and listen to them sing it. And I promise you, you're going to be blessed. But I ask you tonight, What song is in your heart? What song is in your heart? Now, if you're going to declare the greatness of God to the generations and to the heathen, shouldn't we have a song about God in our hearts? Shouldn't we have a song that God is in our hearts? Uh, You know, singing was a big part of Jewish customs. They sang with purpose. We don't just come together on on a Sunday morning or a Sunday night and a Wednesday night, and, and Brother Wayne just doesn't throw songs together. He plans these songs out. They usually go together, and they usually go one, one another with each other, and he stands and sings, and he says, hey, would you stand and sing with me? He's not trying to get you to do calisthenics. 
He's, he's leading you in worship of Almighty God. He's asking you to lift your voice and to sing to the top of your, your God-given ability and to proclaim right there in your seat that God is a good God. That His blood is still good. And that He is, he is able to save us. And, and so when we sing, it ought to be a, a huge part of our life. When we come together in God's house, we should sing. Why? I mean, I, I, it would bother me if you just sat back there during the time that we're uplifting our voices to God Almighty and you sit there with this kind of uh, mentality. I don't know that song. Right? I don't know that song. I never heard that song. I don't like that song. It doesn't matter what song we're singing. If the song glorifies God, we should be singing it. Amen? That's good. We should be. Why? Because God is a great God. He is everywhere. There's nothing too hard for Him. And in our Bible, in our text today, because God is a great God, sing unto the Lord. Not unto yourselves. You're not singing for your neighbor. I promise you, your neighbor's not listening to you. They may, they may hear you every once in a while, but if your neighbor's busy doing what your neighbor needs to be doing there in song service, they're going to be worshiping God, and they're not going to be worried about who's singing around them. Matter of fact, why don't you sing a little bit louder and make them sing a little bit louder? Won't you have a little competition right there in your little seat? Right here, you guys could just sing louder. And then you can say, well, we're going to sing louder than this section. And this section like, no, you're not. We're going to sing louder than you. And this little section over here says, uh-uh, we're going to beat all, all, both of y'all sides over here. We can have a friendly competition. Who's going to out-sing us today? Who's going to praise God more, right? You say, well, that's not how we should come to church. We should come to church ready to sing. We should come to church ready to sing praises to God because throughout the week, you can say that God's been good to you, right? God's been good to you. So when you come and you have the opportunity to lift your voice and to sing, and Brother Wayne says, hey, would you stand with us and would you sing praises to God with us now? Just, uh, man, open up and let her fly, right? Just open up and let her fly. You say, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. It doesn't matter. You sing unto the Lord. You, when you come into church, who's your audience? It's not me. You're not doing it for Brother Wayne. You're not trying to please him. You are realizing in that moment that God is my audience. And God, today I sing to you. That's going to change the way you look at song services. That's going to change the way you act in song services. The Bible says in our text to sing unto the Lord. All the earth, not just some of the earth. We're not exempt from singing. It doesn't say, sing unto the Lord those who have a beautiful voice. I do not consider myself to have a beautiful voice. But I love to sing. Because God is worthy of every ounce of praise that I could muster up. I, I, my, my name's never going to be called out uh, in some uh, fancy place. And it's not going to say, Scott Young, feature soloist today. That's not going to happen. And I realize that. But I realize that my God's a great God. And He's worthy of whatever feeble attempt I can give Him to praise Him. Sometimes the words don't even come out. Sometimes I may cry through the song. But the Bible says to sing unto the Lord. And if we're going to sing unto the Lord, shouldn't the songs that we sing reflect God? 
You say, how in the world can we do that? I'm not going to get on a rabbit trail about what music you should or should not be listening to. The Bible says, though, that we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing in our hearts, making melodies unto the Lord. That's what the, the criteria for our songs are. Does it honor God? And if it doesn't honor God, I'm just going to simply say it doesn't need to be in your life. Whatever that means in your life, it doesn't need to be in your life. Because you can't be honoring God about singing about someone who just left their wife or who's going through some other uh, thing that they're going through and they're turning to this or turning to that. We've got to sing songs that glorify our Savior in heaven. Amen? And so you've got, to, you've got to listen to those kind of songs. You've got to make your music to where it brings honor and glory to God so that you can have a song to sing. Amen? So that you can come together and worship Jesus Christ. Sing unto the Lord all the earth. And when you sing, here's what you do. You show people you're saved. He says, show forth thy salvation from day to day. Uh, day to day, his salvation, you're going to show forth. So when you have a song in your heart, and it's about the Lord, what are you saying? I belong to you. I belong to you, and I'm singing to you. We sing because of what, what God has done for us. God's works are not just ordinary. They're extraordinary. Isn't that what we've learned, how God is omnipotent, omniscient, uh, he's uh, omnipresent. He's immutable. We've learned that God's works are marvelous. When He saved your soul, it was a marvelous act, right? Right? It was a marvelous act. He saved you out of something. He saved you from something. It was a marvelous act. Notice with me, it says in verse 24, Declare His glory among the heathen, His marvelous works among the nations. We are to sing, but not just sing for the sake of singing. We sing to declare, God, you've been good to me. Amen. God, you've been so good to me. One of the greatest acts that God did was create the world. One of the greatest acts that God did was save my soul. Notice what it says in verse 26. God himself is saying, for all the gods of the people are idols. In other words, what they are looking at are nothing but idols. And here's what he says in verse 26. But the Lord made the heavens. Right? All these things that we put in front of God are idols. You say, oh, I don't have a statue. I don't have anything that I bow down to. If anything takes precedence of God, it is an idol. Period. You say, I don't believe that. Well, it is, You can believe it or not. It's the truth. If it places God and you've got something else in number one where God should be, God says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. God says, I am the only God. I am a jealous God. And so knowing that God is a great God and that nothing we serve and look to and put number one in our lives will ever do what God can do for us. Declare his works among the nations. Verse 25, God, for great is the Lord. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Did you get that? Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We are to realize that God is great and because He's great, He deserves great praise. You say, well, I, can't, I can't give great praise. You give God your best. Give God your best. And listen, if you're, if you're walking down the, the green belt, I guess you could see, you're walking down there and you got AirPods in your ear or earphones or whatever you got, 
and you, you're listening to songs about God, and, and you and God are just having a moment with you walking down the green. Sing. You say, well, somebody may come and hear me sing, and, you know, when you got earphones in your hear, ears, you really can't hear yourself sing anyway, so just sing. And if they look at you strange, tough. Let's say, smile at them. Let them listen to what you're listening to. But just sing unto the Lord. Why? He's great. When we sing, we show forth His deliverance day by day. God is great. He's great in power. He's great in presence. He's great in His knowledge. God is great. We are to sing. He's a great Lord, and He's greatly to be praised. Not just uh, when we feel like it, but God is great, and He's greatly to be praised. He's also to be feared above all other gods. He's to be feared above all other gods. We are to have a reverence for God Himself. Verse 26, I just read that one. For all the gods of the... Uh, the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Glory and honor are in His presence. Strength and gladness are in His place. The first verb, we're to sing. We're to sing. Do you have a song in your heart? If you don't have a song in the heart, why? We've all just declared tonight, and I believe you would believe it, that God is a great God. I firmly believe it, that God is a great God. So if God is a great God in your heart, then we should have a song to sing to Him, to nobody else but Him. Second verb and second point, we are to give. We are to give. What are we to give? Well, as we sing, we're doing something to God. What does it say in verse 27 through verse number 30? It says, glory and honor in His presence, strength and gladness are in His place. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory do His name. Bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness fear before him all the earth the world also shall be stable that it not be moved glory and honor in his presence because glory belongs to him and we see it in his presence we are to give glory to his name glory to his name glory to his name amen we ought to be praising the lord one reason we declare the glory among the nation is he is worthy of our praise. He's not just some God. He is God. He is the only God. Amen. Amen. So we've got somebody to praise tonight. We've got something to shout about tonight. Tonight, just give him the honor that's due his name. He's worthy. Brother Kevin sings a song, is he worthy? Yes, tonight he is worthy. Tomorrow he's worthy. Tuesday he's worthy. Is he worthy to you? Is he good to you? God's a good God. I don't deserve half the things that God does for me. So tonight, let's give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Give him the, give him the praise that he so deserves tonight. Give unto the Lord the glory that is due his name. He's worthy tonight. Y'all believe it? By your testimonies tonight, I believe you do. And I believe it's, 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 it's time that we start giving God what he's worthy of receiving. Not coming into church saying, when are we getting out of here? Not coming into church and looking at our clocks. Not coming into church and thinking about everything else we've got to come and, and, and face this week. But while we're in church, forget about that. While we're in church and we're singing, why don't we just picture in our mind I don't know what God looks like but why don't we just picture in mind that we're before the throne of God and we're singing songs directly to him what a day that'll be right I don't know if that's going to happen in heaven or not but wouldn't it just be an exciting time if you and I could just sit at the throne of God 
and sing some hymn that we sang here on the earth to Him, to God Almighty. It doesn't matter if anybody else joins in, but you and God are going to have a, you're going to have a time where y'all, he's, you're just singing to Him. God is so worthy tonight. And it's, it's time we start giving Him what He's worthy of receiving, not coming into church and thinking it's a burden. I know we can meet God anywhere. and We have the Holy Spirit with us. But there's just something about when coming to a service and people are filled with His Spirit and we collectively worship His name. There's just something about it. There's just something about tonight when people start popping up, giving testimonies about how good God is. It stirs the heart. It stirs the heart. God is worthy of all praise that we can muster up. He's worthy of every song that could ever be sung about Him. He's worthy of every word that can be written about Him. He's worthy of every sermon that can be preached about Him. He is worthy tonight, and tonight give Him the honor due His name. Why? Because God is a great God. Because God is a great God, sing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord. Declare His salvation from day to day. Sing and make His, declare His glory among the heathen. And his marvelous works among the nations. Give unto the Lord and then fear, fear him. You know, the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And we need to fear God. I'm not saying we need to be scared to death of God. God wants to have a relationship with us. God wants to talk with us. God God wants to use us. But God is God Almighty. He is holy. Above anything else. He transcends anything that you and I have on this earth. He is to be reverenced. He is to be feared. And I think we've lost the fear of God in churches all across America. I believe Christians are losing the fear of God. One day we're going to stand before God. We're going to give an account. And that, that's going to be a fearful time. Wouldn't you all agree? We, we think, oh, well, I'll just pass the test. That's going to be a fearful thing. You're standing before the creator of the universe, giving an account for what God, what you did for God in, his, in your life. Not a, fear should not drive us to seclusion, but fear should drive us to do more for him. Fear should not make us say, well, God, I don't want anything to do with you because I'm so scared of you, but because I fear you and because I reverence you, I want to do more for you. The last few verses tell us why we need to praise the Lord why we need to declare His glory among the nations. Notice with me in, in verse 31. The Bible says, Let the heavens be glad, and let the earth rejoice, and let man say among the nations, The Lord reigneth. Let the sea roar in the fullness thereof. Let the fields rejoice in all that is in therein. Then shall the trees of the woods sing out of the presence of the Lord, because He cometh to judge the earth. Verse 34 says, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. In conclusion, we see that not only are you and I to sing out, but nature itself is singing tonight. You ever been to the ocean? You ever heard the roar of the ocean waves? You can go to YouTube and you can type in ocean waves and they'll have four hours of ocean waves and you can go to sleep listening to ocean waves. Why can you do that? Because it's constant. It's constant. 
whoosh. And that's a terrible ocean sound, but you get the point. You get the point that the sea roars. What's the sea saying? And, And I can just imagine this. Every time the wave crashes, it declares how great God is. Because it only comes to where God said, come to. It it stops where God said, stop. You know, the heavens, the the, the phrase, let the heavens, is absolute. In other words, the heavens are going to do something. The heavens will be glad. The earth will rejoice. And men will say among the nation that the Lord reigns. The sea will roar. The fullness thereof. The fields will rejoice. You know, the the heavens declare the handiwork of God. The heavens are going to show forth the majesty and power of God. When you look at the sun, you know that there's a powerful God. The moon, the stars, you know what they all declare? God is good. They do. When you look at the mountains, when you look at the oceans, they all declare the same thing. And they're all singing the same song. You may not know the tune, but nature is singing tonight. Take time to listen to it. When you get out there in the country, you can just see the stars, and you hear the crickets chirping. You hear hear all these creatures out there doing that and singing. You hear birds singing. You know what they're doing? They're not there to entertain you. I believe with all my heart they're worshiping God. They're singing to to their Creator. They do that because they love the Lord. You know, the interesting thing about the sun, moon, and stars, there's there's not a place you can go on this earth where they don't know what a sun, moon, and star is. They all see the same sun. You know, the same sun that rises in Africa is the same sun that rises here in Tennessee. Did y'all know that? Hopefully I didn't tell you something you didn't know tonight. The same sun that rises in Africa comes over here, and then we get it. It's the same sun. The same moon that shines and glows in England is the same moon that shines here in the United States, in Tennessee. The heavens, you know what they do? They make sure that they declare the glory of God. Think about the order of the universe. It didn't just evolve. They just didn't say, well, I'm a smart person, and I'm a smart animal, and I'm going to do this. Think about the sea turtles, the salmon. The whales, stingrays. You think about all these creatures. What do they do? They migrate back to places they were born to spawn again. They migrate. And, and History Channel and National Geographic will call it a phenomenon. They'll say, man, these animals have evolved to be so smart. No, God made them to be so smart. God made them. And in the presence of them going back to where they are, they're declaring that God is a good God. God brought order. The Bible says that there's confusion is not with God. It belongs to the devil. God put everything in order. And to, and to watch the sea turtles and the whales and the stingrays, the salmon, and all kinds of other animals and birds go and do what God's told them to do is amazing. And evolution didn't produce that. Sorry to burst your bubble tonight. But evolution doesn't exist. I believe it takes more faith to believe that uh, we came from a ooze and 
uh, that I, I got tired of being a monkey and I decided to become a human because I didn't like being a monkey. I didn't like swinging from the trees. No, the Bible says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, that God himself made me. God made me. I didn't just want to come up with this design in my head. I think I'll have red hair. I think I'll have freckles. I think that if I ever go out in the sun, I'll become blistered. No, that's not how I designed my life. God says, this is how I'm making you. And he fearfully and wonderfully made me. The universe is in order. The Big Bang did not happen. God spoke it, and it came into existence. Right? Do we all agree with that? Isn't that what the Bible says? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Not in the beginning there was a big bang. You know, scientists used to believe that the earth was always eternal, that it was always around. But we know that's not true. The Bible gives us the beginning of earth when it happened. It doesn't give us a timeline, but we can go through the time and we can figure out how old the earth is. It's not a million of years old, like they're saying. Sorry to burst your bubble again. But I, I honestly believe in... Through, through research with uh, answers in Genesis, man, the earth is only about 6,000 years old. It's very young, very young earth. God made all this, and God did it with precision. I mean, the things that we see could not just happen. If you were to just go in our bodies, our brains, for crying out loud, is a wonderful thing. I mean, the way our blood moves through our body. The, the DNA that we have, God did all that. Is he not worthy of our song that we can sing? Isn't God good? I can tell you this. If we refuse to praise God for what he's done in our life, nature will. Nature will. Whether you're out by the seashore and the sea is just uh, roaring. Have you ever been out in the field? Maybe there's this grass or whatever's in, the, in that, that wheat, especially if you're in a wheat field or in your corn there, and that, that corn or wheat just blows in the wind. Uh, you know what I believe is doing? It's just praising God. I really do. I, I mean, I believe nature itself is praising God and groaning uh, for God's return. You ever been out to the, in, the, in the forest? The sounds you can hear in the forest? The trees when they blow? You can't see the wind, but you can see the results of the wind, right? And those trees make a noise. You know what I believe they're doing? I believe they're praising God. If we would just stop and listen to, to nature, I believe we would find a lot of nature praising God. I'm not praising nature. God created nature. And nature itself knows that God is in control. But as the grass sways and the flowers dance in the field and the dandelions fly you know what it all declares God's a good God that's what I think it declares the trees bending back and forth the seas what are all these things expressing God you are so good they're declaring their love for their creator how do you express your love tonight how do you express your joy tonight I believe we are to praise God. The Bible says if we don't, that the rocks are going to cry out. Shame on me if I allow a rock to outpraise me. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm there when that rock starts to praise, I'm gone. If that, if that rock starts praising God when I'm there, 
man, that, what an embarrassment to me, right? Let's praise God so the rocks won't have to. Tonight, I'm asking you, Christian, to rise up and praise the Lord. God is a good God. And we declare His glory. We sing unto the Lord. We show forth His salvation from day to day. Give, the, give God the glory to His name. The seas, the fields, and the trees, you know what? They're all unashamed to give God the glory. We should desire to do the same thing. Why? God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. God is omniscient. Declare it to the nations. God is omnipresent. Declare it to the nations. God is immutable. Declare it to the nations. We have one job to do while we were on this earth. You know what that one job is? Tell people about Jesus Christ. In, in correspondence with that job, we've got another job to do, and that's to praise God for what He's done in our life. God's been so good to us. So good that I, I, he, he allowed me to born, be born in USA, not Ukraine. He allowed me to be born here and to, to live here and to reside here. He's allowed me uh, to be a part of a fantastic church. He's brought me to Kingsport, Tennessee. He's given me a beautiful family. I've got a wonderful place to live. I've got nice cars to drive. i got clothes on my back. i got shoes on my feet. i got food when I go home tonight. God's been good. Even if it just stopped at that, God's been good. But God gives us the handfuls of purpose. You ever been there? God just drops the breadcrumbs right out in front of you and says, here, just because I love you. God's a good God. When we go to South Africa here in a couple months, you know what we're going to be doing? our best to do to teach the nations over there to teach the people that God's good to us and God's good to them 21 services we're going to be in testimonies and singing telling the wonderful people of South Africa God loves you we're from two different worlds but the same God that loves me is the same God that loves you tonight we need to tell people of the wonderful works that God has done I believe you can't tell other people if you've not expressed it yourself personally in your own life. What I'm going to encourage you to do today is I'm, I'm not trying to get an altar full. I'm not trying to get people to come up here. But if you are in agreement with me that God's been good to you, why not tonight we go to God and not ask Him for anything? Why don't we come down and gather around this altar and say, God... First of all, thank you for my salvation. Thank you that you gave your son for me. Thank you, God, that you've given us a great church. Whatever you are thankful for tonight, and I, I promise you this, you won't just stop with one. You may be down here a while, and that's okay. Because I think we got something to praise God about tonight. God is a great God, so let's declare His glory to the world. Tonight, you can, start, you can start declaring His glory to Him.
And then you can go out of this place and you can declare the glory of God to other people that are around you. Shall we pray?